This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we conclude this week's teaching, which has been on the way we see. We spoke about having natural eyes, but we spoke about the, the necessity as born-again believers who love the Lord to have spiritual eyesight because having only natural eyesight could cause problems. We gave examples out of the Bible. Eve saw that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was good for food and pleasant to the eyes. And we know what the result of eating from the forbidden fruit was. We saw that David, rather than going out to battle in the springtime, he stayed at home, went on his roof, and saw a beautiful woman bathing. We know that was Bathsheba, and that caused a major problem. We know that at the Battle of Ai was lost, even though the armies of Judah were strong. They lost because Achan saw some spoils and stole them. Well, they found out it was Achan, and he was stoned for what he did. That caused the army to lose the Battle at Ai. We saw in the New Testament that God called his disciples as he was walking on water and he said come and Peter walked on the water as his eyes were on Jesus but as soon as he turned away he saw the wind and he began to sink we know that Job made a covenant with his eyes and we know that the psalmist 19, Psalm 119 verse 37 says turn away my eyes from looking at vanity and revive me in my ways we saw how spiritual vision aligns us with the ways of God. Second Chronicles 20 is a story of three armies coming against Jehoshaphat and the, and the army of Judah. But he said, at his end, he said at the end of his prayer, We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. That set the stage for God to bring a prophet in their midst, and the end was a victory over these three armies. We looked at the book of Hebrews where in verse 8 it says, You have put all things in subjection under his feet, but now we do not yet see all things put under him. Yet verse, uh, verse 9 begins by saying, But we see Jesus. Hebrews eleven thirteen, speaking of Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, and Jacob, it says, They all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, they were assured of them. They saw by the eye of the Spirit. We read from uh, Psalm 123.2, As the eyes of servants look to the hand of their masters, as the eyes of a maid to the hands of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God. We read yesterday and on Wednesday also, 2 Corinthians 4, 
which uh, Paul wrote that the gospel is veiled to those whose minds have been blinded by the God of this age, by Satan himself. They do not believe and they, they do not have the light of the gospel of the glory of God in their hearts. God did not shine upon them because of their unbelief. But for believers, God has shown in our hearts to enlighten us of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. We know that part of Paul's call was to open the, uh, open the people's eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. And yesterday we spent time looking at uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 to 18, which speaks about the eyes of our understanding or the eyes of our heart being enlightened that you may know, have the knowledge of God. And you know, Junie, I think a very simple example of of this word seeing is sometimes when we hear things, we don't understand them. We don't understand them. We could be looking at the Bible and maybe for the fourth or fifth time we read something and all of a sudden we say, I see it. This is spiritual sight. Something's revealed to us by the spirit that we could understand and know God in a deeper way. And if we've made a decision in our life to live for the Lord and follow the Lord and keep his ways, we might be like Abraham, Isaac, yes. and Jacob, or Sarah, who saw the promise from afar off, but there was something that happened to them that needs to happen to every one of us, and that is their heart was set on eternity. Hallelujah. And they had eyes to see yes, the Lord. invisible promise that God spoke to them, and because they believed and trusted the Lord, Hallelujah. their lives were different than the nations who had no God and lived according to what they felt, they saw naturally, they thought, or they wanted to do. But if our heart is set on eternity, and if we've made a commitment, a vow, uh, like a marriage vow to the Lord, we will want to know his will for our life day by day and uh, not see it as something begrudgingly, yes. but understand what a privilege it is that he opened the eyes of our Thank understanding you, to see him. Amen. You know, Junie, going through this week's uh, sharing, we see that so much of spiritual sight has to do with what is yet to be in the future. And uh, I'd like our listeners to turn with us to Isaiah chapter 60, because this particularly refer is spoken to Israel, but it has application for all of us. Because, you know, from Isaiah 6, there's been a judicial blindness and deafening put on our Jewish people. But that's only a temporary blindness, as we can understand from Romans 11. But look what it says in Isaiah chapter six, 60. I'm reading from the New American. Speaking to Israel, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes round about and see. They all gather together. They come to you. 
Your sons will come from afar, and your daughters will be carried in the arm, in their arms. Then you will see and be radiant, and your heart will thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea will be turned to you, the wealth of the nations will come to you. This speaks about the redemption of Israel, when Israel will will fulfill their destiny and become a blessing to all nations. This goes right back to the promise that God gave to Abraham, repeated it to Isaac and to Jacob. But one of the key issues is that they will see, they will be given spiritual eyes to understand who their Messiah is. They shall look up, the word of God says in Zechariah, they shall look upon me whom they have pierced and mourn for him as an only son. Junie, we need spiritual eyes in this day and age as we are. We have entered into the end days to see the conclusion of the age. And that is the return of the Lord, which requires the redemption of Israel. Junie, we need spiritual eyes and spiritual discernment. And spiritual heart shelling to really understand that the first words spoken by the Lord in Genesis verse 2, let there be light. God called light out of darkness. And we see in Psalm 18, verse 28, For you cause my lamp to be lighted and shine. The Lord my God illumines my darkness. So if you're walking in darkness, if you can't see and don't understand, you can call on the name of the Lord. You can call out and say, Lord, illumine my darkness. Give me your light that I might see with your light. Direct my path. Guard me, Lord. G-U-A-R-D. Guard me, Lord. And come to know the Lord in an intimate way. It's powerful, Junie. And we need to avail ourselves of what the Lord has always granted to us. It says in Psalm 19, verse 8, The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. When our eyes are enlightened, it will affect everything. And we saw through Ephesians and 2 Corinthians 4 that our hearts have to be right. And what does it say in Matthew? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We cannot separate our eyesight from the condition of our heart and vice versa. There needs to be a purity in our heart that we could see the Lord. And you know, Shelley, the new covenant in Jeremiah 31, 31 and in Ezekiel 36, which also was given to Israel yes. and will, will be fulfilled when they come as a nation, according to Romans eleven twenty eight. But for us... It means that God has given us a new heart. Yes. And he's put the law within our heart. And we see in Psalm 119, verse 18, where there was a cry of David, where he said, Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things 
out of your law. So when we see that God's instruction, his Torah, which is his law, is good, we will want to see wondrous things. And when he opens the eyes of our understanding, he gives us the heart Thank you, Lord. to obey Hallelujah. and follow him. Hallelujah. Uh, another verse from Psalm 119 is verse 130. The entrance of your words gives light it gives understanding to the simple. And you know, Junie, we need to pray that the church, the veil on the church regarding Israel needs to be removed so we can be prepared for what lies ahead, that the redemption of Israel will take place because God is a covenant-keeping God. And to understand, according to Romans, that Israel is an enemy of the gospel for the sake of the nations. And to ask the Lord to give you his heart yes. for his people, yes. that you might pray in the Spirit for the eyes of Israel's understanding yes. to be open, because that will be the return of the Lord. Glory be to God. Yes, when they bless the one who comes in the name well, of the Well, this Lord. being Friday, we want to identify ourselves with a Jewish, with our Jewish kinsmen and recite the Shema and feel free to say it along with us. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad, hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is, he is one. Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Thank Lord. you for spiritual sight. Yes. We pray that it, it be increased in the church, and we wait for the day that it will happen in Israel. Open the eyes of our understanding. Yes, Lord. In, in Jesus', Jesus name. name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784 Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.